Hello, dear listener. And welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. My name is Gavin. My name is Ian. And we are here to bring to you exciting reviews of we- current releases, sometimes not so current releases, because our schedule is a little fucked due to our lives. Yeah. Hashtag two drunk guys talking. Two, two guys... Two, what's our <laughs> Can you do it right? <laughs> no. <laughs> hashtag two drunk guys talking. Hashtag we make this look, look hard. Hard. Uh, today we're going to do a Black Panther review and spoiler cast. Tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're doing a Black Panther review and spoiler cast. Um, but um, we have a bit of business to get out of the way because it's been a while. Where, where, why couldn't we do a podcast last week or before, Gavin? Um... It's actually entirely my fault. We have not been able to do a podcast because I have been off directing, co-directing a, a film of my own. I've been directing <laughs> people who listen to the show on a regular basis, all four or five of you, will know that on occasion I will go off and do a theater production or I will go off and I'll make a movie or... Or something. It, he when, says it's so fucking casual, when, like whenever, he's going out to get a box of milk. Whenever, whenever <laughs> I'm given the opportunity to do so. Uh, <laughs> so I've been, I've been working on a film called The Legend of Pontianak. Uh, Pontianak is essentially a Malay vampire, very famous in Southeast Asian uh, folklore. Uh, and yeah, we we wrapped shoot on. I think it was... Um, <laughs> yeah, you lost your days. No, no, no. It, it was... I, I guess you could say it was the the 11th of Feb. Okay. The 11th of Feb. Because uh, we were... The last the last leg of our shoot was all night shoots. So our contingency day was 10th Feb. But we started shooting at like like 6 p.m. 10th Feb. Wow. And didn't wrap till about 3. 3 in the morning. Something like that. Uh, so yeah, we wrapped shoot 11th Feb. And since then, I've just been trying to readjust to... Normal life. Normal life. Huh. But that's why we haven't had a podcast in a while. It's entirely my fault because I was off. And you have uh, an Instagram for your, your your little movie, right? Yes, that's right. You can find uh, the Instagram, the official Instagram page, uh, The Legend of Pontianak. Uh, Pontianak is P-O-N-T-I-N-A... <laughs> no, no. N-A shit shit P-O-N-T-I-A-N-A-K I'm not even Malaysian for fuck's sake sorry sorry uh, I went to public school um, yeah so the the legend of Pontianak P-O-N-T-I A-N-A-K yeah yes I saw some of your photos. Um, I saw that one we were telling that nice little kid. Did you see my comment on Facebook? Yes, I saw, your, nice I, I, I saw all your comments. Yes, <laughs> Everyone had a lot of comments. So I was looking at that and I was wondering why you weren't wearing your normal hipster garb on set. You, you look like some kind of dickhead auteur. Okay, well, you see, the reason for that is uh, we were shooting in places where there's a lot of mosquitoes. Uh, weather is not especially kind. We were shooting in January, January, Feb, which is really the worst two months to shoot in terms of weather. Um, it's raining a lot, right? Because it rains a lot. Uh, Did but many of the scenes call for rain? Actually, none of the scenes <laughs> called. None of the scenes called for rain, except for one scene in particular, in which when we were shooting it, we used rain machines. There was no fucking rain. Uh, weather was really good to us on those days. Malaysia Malay. But it's not just about uh, rain. It's also about you know, just how bright the sun is and the continuity of, of keeping, you know, if you shoot one part of the scene where it's really bright and sunny and then 
and and I'm not even kidding here. Like within the space of like five seconds, it'll go from cl- from sunny to cloudy in two or three seconds, and you have to wait <laughs> for the sun to oh shine God. through this cloud before you can start shooting again because it doesn't match. Um, and we had a crazy schedule. And after why the hipster clothes? Why the shitty clothes then? Okay, well here's the thing. <laughs> because of the insect problem, you're basically just covering up as much as possible and and also because you don't know whether or not it's going to rain so it's really just about covering up so you had a a series of natty do-rags on set i saw so you know like i had all my long sleeve t-shirts and you know all my joggers on and you know you know you what you got your hiking (laughs) back in the day (laughs) got your hiking boots on and but you got to pull your socks over your pants just in case just in case the 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 you know you got you pull your socks over the bottom of your joggers because some of the locations we were shooting in had fucking leeches and mosquitoes were a huge problem so that's why i had the scarf around my neck because you're gonna start on your new movie every now and then you're using smoke machines and we're using smoke machines that are only legal in this part of the world a a lot of fucking chemicals and that shit so you're so the the neck scarf also acted as a face mask if necessary. Um, when I was doing research in France for for uh, finding Henry, I had that D-Day cap that mm. I really 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 liked. So I shaved my head before the shoot. So the D-Day cap was there just to protect my head from the sun because because uh, everything about the weather in the shoot was just in extremes. You yeah. know, it was either really fucking hot or it was just really rainy or you know. Uh, and also where we where we were shooting, the the when when you go for recce in these in these places, they look a certain way, and then once the rain hits it hardcore, suddenly you realize, oh, we're covered in mud. <laughs> you know, this didn't look like this during the. <laughs> so you during, didn't you didn't do a test on the mosquito repellents and which one worked best? None of them work. Oh no no I I had mosquito repellents with me. I mean thank you green room one three six. Like I had every conceivable shit in my Green Room One Three Six pouch. I Your had, I had Panadol. I had charcoal pills. I had plasters. I had insect repellent. I had my scarves. I had my script. I had my notebook. I had my stationery. Uh, I had my fucking Tiger Bomb. I had my Strepsils. I had everything in there. What was the Tiger Bomb for? Uh, well, because like when I get bit, oh, when I get bit, uh, it reacts. No, it doesn't necessarily react. No, you react to I me. Mean, I, I know, like, it gets really itchy, and the, the easiest way for me to forget that it's itching is to burn it. Huh. <laughs> and so I actually started off in during pre-production, I was using, like, the, the, you know, the, yoko, the Yoko Yoko, which uh, I was told later, actually, that's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, and then what can I use then? Because I like the burn. They're like, well, Tiger Bomb's better. So I got Tiger Bomb and huh. had that shit in there. So but that's like, why I was dressed like that. Uh, well, it's, it's funny you should We weren't in any locations that allowed me to wear just shorts and t-shirts. So your next movie is going to be set entirely in one apartment, is it? My next movie... In the apartment. Look, I don't know where my next movie is going to be set, but it's not going to be set in the <laughs> fucking jungle. I'll tell you that much for damn sure. But it's nice you bring up one, Green Room 136 because they are, in fact, sponsors of this podcast. Exactly right. And uh, yeah, I, I, Which is why I felt brave enough to, to call them up and say, hey, I've got this shoot coming up. Can you fix? Can you can you hook me up? <laughs> yeah, and they, they, they customized it a bit for you, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you customized it just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. Because I, not I, a whole lot. I think I got the same one. Oh yeah, yeah. He made me one as well. Because it was originally supposed to be like a fanny pack yeah. around my waist, <laughs> but it just wasn't working. Oh really? It just wasn't working around the waist, so it ended up being a slim a sling bag. Oh. Um, and it turned out to be this amazing armrest. Well, I'm an idiot because I got mine and then I put it on and it wouldn't go 
around. I thought I had extended it all the way, and it wouldn't go around my reasonable girth. Uh-huh. And then I messaged Patrick, said, this is great, but I sent him a photo, and he's like, no, you got to extend it. And it's like, oh. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, uh, I just ended up using it as a as a sling pouch, and it was an amazing armrest. Cool. That That kind of became my thing. Where I was walking around just resting my right arm on this bag. You can't see the visual here, you but Gavin, Gavin is basically becoming a tiny T-Rex with one hand. Exactly. You can't see the visual. I will share a picture one day when, you know, just for the hell of it when I'm drunk. Yeah. But, yeah, that got to be a thing where I'd just be like, so how long's the wait? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stand here and rest Lean my arm on, on my this and just smoke about four or five cigarettes while I'm waiting for <laughs> So, you too can get your own uh, side keep if you go to greenroom136.com. That's the ad, by the way. That's the ad. Yeah. Um, and if you go there and use the discount code MACYAP10, you can get a 10% discount on checkout. And we're also, we've been running a competition for <laughs> six months. I don't know. It's been a long competition. <laughs> it's been a long road. Um, we asked a couple of, um, uh, was it? Was it Batman? Superman? Yes, because... Uh, <laughs> was it Justice League? No, no, League? it was Justice League. It was, it was after Justice, Justice League. League, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like, Batfleck had been humming and hawing about whether or not he was going to return. Or whether he was also, going to smoke bomb. Also, there was this whole thing about whether or not Warner Brothers wanted Ben Affleck to return. So the question for the uh, the competition was, who would you like to see replace Batfleck? Yeah. And we're proud to announce that we have a winner. Yes. The uh, winner is from McLovin. Um, we had a couple of different, we had different answers with different, uh, with, with very similar, it, <clears throat> we had some answers that, mm-hmm. we had some emails with yes. the same answer, but we, through a very scientific process, we decided on this one as a winner. No yes. correspondence shall be entered into. But McLovin uh, win, wins, his emails, or their emails said, hi Gavin and Ian, and they spelled my name right, bonus points. Mm-hmm. We'll love to see Army Hammer done the Batsuit. Uh, he not only possesses the on-screen chemistry with Henry Cavill in the movie The Man from Uncle, who plays the character Superman in Justice League, but also the physical stature to match up against Henry Cavill Superman. Bonus points for mentioning The Man from Uncle. I love that movie. We're big fans of Man from Uncle. Yeah, it should have done better. Mr. Hammer's chemistry with Mr. Cavill. I like that as well. You know, respect to the mistress. Yeah, I like it. I like. And it. their physical stature matchup is shown in the public toilet physical altercation scene. It's a good, it's a good scene. Yeah, yeah. He also yeah. plays convincingly the show as rivals with different beliefs, having different work methods and uncomfortable roles, but with the strong will to rein in personal idiosyncrasy. Idiot. Mm, I knew I was gonna fuck this one up. Personal idiosyncrasies <laughs> to get the job done. Army Hammer reading reading live is hard, kids. Army Hammer looks convincing as Batman when looking at his portrayal of the Lone Ranger, a masked vigilante carrying a justice, a portrayal similar to Batman in outlook and in spirit. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Johnny Depp is a problem, but the Lone Ranger, it's not a bad movie. I still haven't seen Lone Ranger. Uh, I mean, it's up there with, it's almost up there as high as uh, John Carter uh, with movies that were, I think, overly maligned. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I did enjoy John Carter. Uh, also, something else to mention about Army Hammer is that Army Hammer was originally cast in the George Miller, uh, the abandoned George Miller Justice League movie. Yeah. But I think he was cast as Superman. Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong about that. It was either Superman or Batman. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everyone else who wrote in. We got quite a few responses to it, quite yeah. a few passionate responses. Thank you very much to everybody who wrote in. We hope to have more competitions like this. Oh, Army Hammer was going to play Batman. He was going to play Batman? Yeah. There you go. Boom. Uh, But yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for writing in. Thank you very much for your interest. We will be having more competitions like this in the future. So please keep listening. 
please and, keep listening. And keep, yeah, please, <laughs> please keep listening and please keep sending us your answers. And now on to our review and spoiler cast of Black Panther. We'll get to we'll keep spoilers till the end so you don't have to worry about anything. Right. Let's go. go. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. Um, I mean, okay, full disclosure, uh... You know, I I was never not to say I was never a fan of Black Panther. I just didn't know enough about the character. Same. I think like, he's turned all, all up in some my, cartoons, maybe. Like I, I think I read. Um, you know, I might have read a couple of the the actual sort of Black Panther books, but I never really read any of the arcs. Mm. Any time that I did read Black Panther, he was usually guest starring in someone else's book. You yeah. know, like he was like you know in the Avengers, you know, featuring Black Panther. Or yeah, it was fucking, always featuring. <laughs> you know, Captain America. You know, guest starring Black Panther or something like that. Yeah. So, so I went in there pretty cold. And I have started reading the Christopher Priest stuff. There was a, a comicsology had a sale before the movie came out. Right, right, right. So I got like some of the originals. Uh, Stan Lee stuff. Did you read any of the Reginald Hoodland stuff? No, I didn't see his stuff. I was I was kind of interested in reading that because you know I mean that's the guy who created House Party, you know the kid and play movie. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I love that dance. Piece. And you know and he also directed Boomerang. You know so Whoa. so I was like oh Reginald Hoodland is fucking writing Black Panther. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, I didn't check that out. <laughs> like a lot of other comics, it's not like I personally just sort of like excluded this one. No, there's a lot of comics out there. When I hear, oh, this this guy's writing this, and I and I and I intend to read it, but then I don't. I think it's Tennessee Coates who's writing a really well regarded line now at the moment as well. Right, right. So, so full disclosure, there, I am not like on top of it with this particular character. Yeah. Like I know the basic history. You know of his the deal. Character. I know his deal. I know the basic history of the character, but that's about it. Having said that, I mean, um, how did you feel about this movie? Oh, you're just going to switch it over? Uh, well, no, because I got a story about it. Okay. So, so I'm going to let you so say, say I, your shit first. I've seen it twice now because, you know, being on the radio has its privileges. Um, and the second time, I've had this before yeah, as well. Oh, where oh, all right. Yeah, all right. bite me. Yes. We you all, made we, a movie. We, we Fuck all, off. Yeah, we all know you're on the fucking radio, all right? <laughs> This is going to become the pissing contest fucking <laughs> podcast. Um, I met Edgar Wright. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I met Edgar Wright too. We were both there. When? Oh, no. I mean the other time. I sat down yeah, in the room yeah, and like talked you, to him. Like you actually had a conversation yes, with him. Yes, I interviewed him. Did you tell him about Asylum? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say we'd met before because he didn't recognize me. Fucker. Right. But um, no, I went in expecting... I, I'd heard good things. I'm aware... Of, it's one of those things where I've just picked up knowledge over the years again. I can't even remember which... There's an Avengers. There's an Avengers cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which one it is because mm-hmm. they they turn these things out now and they they change them. Like I don't even know which is the good team. Which is the good Teen Titans anymore? Yeah. Like the movie one is apparently not the one that I'm thinking of, but mm-hmm. it seems to be the one I'm thinking of when I look at it. Right. Um. And I was just like straight away. There's a shot, and it was the second time around watching it. I'm I'm kind of pissed. The original soundtrack, Kendrick Lamar's music, and and inspired by album is is, is good and all, but. The original soundtrack is only out today, so I'm not sure if it's on Spotify or not yet. And it was the second time around I realized that most of the music I liked was the original score. Right. I can't remember the guy's name. It's a Swedish name or something like that. But there's a moment where they're all in the, the Panther ship and they 
they're flying over Africa and you see like you know tribes people and all this kind of stuff and then I think Ludwig Göransson yeah and it's either Panther or the general who says this never gets old yeah and they fly through the shield that protects Wakanda and the music is like fanfare of horns it was the Panther the Panther and it's like yeah. the Panther like, it was T'Challa who yeah. said it yeah. and it's this, this, this horns blaring and you fly through into this technological utopia yeah and it was like fuck yeah yeah, and there's a scene then when he has to do the ceremonial uh, fight if anyone wants to challenge his yeah, kingship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene was th- th- those moments were just like I've not seen that like this before. Well, also, I mean, it's such a refreshing change from the usual sort of Marvel palette. Yeah, uh, you know, and it, I know the scene that you're talking about, like when they first go into Wakanda when they pass through the shield. I, f- I had the same sort of feeling as I did the first time when I saw Wonder Woman, where you see Themyscira. Mm. You know where. This is something that you've kind of imagined. Like for me... But like, better. But uh, as, as I said, you know, I'm not super familiar, familiar with the character. No. I was a lot more familiar with Wonder Woman than yeah. I was with Black Panther. So I didn't have the exact same uh, emotional reaction. But it was cool. You know, yeah. when they go through that wall, it's fucking cool. And I I drag myself on this, on, on, on BFM. I say a lot that like, if a movie comes out and it does what everyone's done before, and it's lazy. I, I fucking hate it. It's like, if you're going to make something, make something new. And this was new. This was new. And I loved it for that. I really enjoyed Although it. Although there were certain sections, there were certain sections in it where I was like, I kept waiting for like the, the circle of life song to come into it. <laughs> you know, like that bit, you know, like where they're all sort of up there and they're all doing... Where he their, raises the... They're all like doing their little fucking oh. dance and I just kept waiting for... What's that fucking character's name? Rafiki? Yeah. Yeah, I just kept waiting for him to be like, oh, the circle Come of life. life. Hey, madamnya. Madamnya. <laughs> a little bit but I mean that movie was also pretty African yeah 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 and this no, movie no. is very African and it's I mean we gotta say I'm possibly one of the whitest men alive you should precursor that if, if, well, if you're new to the podcast I can vouch for this yeah. Ian is one of the whitest people I've ever met I'm getting a suntan off my laptop the only way speak. He, the only way he can get a suntan is if all of his freckles, freckles join up, up. Yeah. yeah yeah there you go and I enjoyed it now I did some problems with the end bits we'll probably get to later but um I was thoroughly enjoying it and then Andy Serkis pops up and he's just deranged. And that's like, this is great. Yeah. And then um, uh, Michael B. Jordan is just steals the fucking show. Michael B. Jordan turns up as Eric Killmonger. Uh, he's, I mean, Eric, Michael B. Jordan is just a super, super charismatic actor. Oh yeah. And, you know the, I mean? and the haircut and the, like that, that time you see him in the museum, mm. that's just, that's a look, that's a mood. Yeah. And I'm just, when he's, when he's looking at this mask and he just goes, is that, is that made out of, is that made out of vibranium? And he says like, no, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. And like, I was just feeling this movie. There's no. something as well. I've been a fan of Michael B. Jordan for years. Like, hey, ever, I gave, ever, ever since The Wire. Have you read my Star Wars review of Fantastic Four? I have not. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I got dragged seriously for that one. but Because um, you gave it a good review, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's an interesting direction for the franchise. <laughs> franchise. But um, the thing that really me was like when Black Panther gets off that boat flying thing and he meets his mother, Angela Bassett, and his sister, Shuri. Um, Letitia uh, Wright. Right. Yeah. There's just a feeling of warmth. Well, some, like you get—I mean, I know we we get this with the other characters. You get a lot, but I just felt like you really—I mean, I know all these actors are super fucking pumped to be in this movie, and then it's been done this way. But you get this feeling of we all know each other, and you—I just don't know. It just—it it, felt like it felt like a real family. It, this is more—it's an—it's such an ensemble. It is an ensemble, and the cast is amazing. Yeah, and we were thinking when we were going in uh, on 
on the BFM show we do with uh, Behir Yusuf, he was talking about getting the guy from uh, Get Out in it, Daniel Kaluuya. It's yeah. like, oh, he'll probably have a minor role. It's like, there are no minor roles in this movie. Yeah. And he even get, he gets to have a whole thing. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And I was just, that for everybody, Duke Winston, I thought was going, Winston Duke, I thought, I loved him in Person of Interest. He's got this real charisma. He was M'Baku. I think it's the yeah. white, I can never remember his character's name because it's a, it's like the white ape or the great ape, they call him. He's, he's a comic, mm, yeah, based yeah, on yeah, the comic yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And Buena Beast? No, he's not Buena Beast. Maybe he is Buena Beast. I don't know. But like, he pops up at the beginning and you think that's it and then he comes up later on and he fucking again steals the show again everyone's yeah. just stealing constantly stealing the show no everybody gets their moment mm. all of the characters get their moment to shine are you, you know? done <laughs> you love it are you done yeah like are you done that was kind of this movie's version of uh, alright I'm standing we're all standing. standing yeah like a bunch of freaking idiots <laughs> yeah I mean that was this movie's moment and so uh, I really enjoyed it I really really enjoyed it I gave it 9 out of 10 on Star Wars a nine out of ten. Yeah. Holy shit. I never because okay. they don't give tens. I think a ten out of ten is a perfect movie, and you shouldn't do that. All right. All right. Here's the thing, right? Is that I enjoyed it, but after the movie was over, I went to visit a couple of the uh, the crew guys who from from Pontianak who mm-hmm. were going to be yes, we know you're a film director who were going to be heading back to LA, and I was really really baked, <laughs> and it was my first time getting baked in ages, right? And it really really fucked my head up and. I wasn't able to string sentences together. And I was like, Black Panther was all right. And one of the guys was like, all right? I thought, I'm super pumped for this movie. I thought it was going to be good. And I was like, no, I, I enjoyed it. But um, um, I, I, I can't string a sentence together. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your, that's your uh, well thought so, out so critique. I, you know, so I just like, felt really awkward about the whole thing because I wasn't able to articulate why I thought it was all right when actually what I wanted to say was like I really enjoyed it yeah but having said that it has gotten to the point now for me where watching comic book movies kind of feels like reading comic books mm. uh, and you know the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has set up this thing in such a way that now everybody knows to stay back yeah. for the end credit. Well, not everybody. A lot of people left the, the screening we went to. Well, yeah, because they just can't be bothered to sit through the, the end credits. They'll yeah. watch it on YouTube. But it's not because they don't know it's there. Yeah. They just don't give a shit enough to stick around. But we're talking like 10% of people. Mm. Majority of people stick around. And there's something about the whole experience for me that has now turned into... Watching comic book movies has become some. It's become the machine. It's become so commonplace that it kind of feels. It kind of has a similar feeling to reading a comic book. The way that you would breeze through a comic and then, like, next issue, this will happen, blah, blah, guest starring this person. And the thing about Black Panther, and this is not unique to Black Panther, Um, I I felt the same way about the last three or four Marvel films I've seen, is that, yes, I enjoyed it. Yes, I think it's a good film, but I've given it zero thought since it since mm. I saw it. Because to me now, it's just like okay, I'm just waiting for the next issue. Yes, and that's not a criticism. It, yeah. It's it's uh, not to say it's not a good film and that you shouldn't see it's it. It's an embarrassment it, of riches. It, it is a good film, and you should see it. But the Marvel films, for quite a long time now, have been becoming, and I've said this before, mm. they've been becoming this really big budget TV series that can be seen on cinema screens. Yeah, I, I can see that. Which is a similar effect that, that you have when you're actually reading the comics. Yeah. And so I'm watching Black Panther, and 
as I'm, you know, as I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it and it's all good. But when it was over, seriously, when I went over to uh, talk, talk to these guys about it, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, I can see that. There's, I mean, we should say as well, this is one of the least connected to the MCU yeah, movies. Yeah, and I and I like that. Yeah, like I I I think we need more uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe's movies like this, where it is less connected, uh, but it is still connected to a certain extent, and everybody knows it now. Yeah. So now it really has become like this this live action comic book where you're just reading it. And it's like, yeah, sure, it's a standalone story, but you know it's connected to this bigger universe. Mm. And, and they've been working towards this universe for so long. And I'm not saying it's cheapened the effect. I'm just saying that it's, it has become like watching a comic book now. Yeah, and I think and, it's something... And, and now, now it's just like, next issue. Yeah, and I think it's something that's going to happen with Star Wars as well, where we're getting them so often. Yeah. That it's going to be like, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, these growing up in the 80s, you would have given your right arm for fucking half of these movies yeah like because there wasn't any i mean i watched some fucking terrible sci-fi movies waiting for the next star wars when there wasn't going to be after jedi when there wasn't going to be any and i think the third act of this does suffer the iron man problem i mean mark when he reviewed the original iron man Man was talking about how at a certain point it becomes two guys in suits fighting fighting each each other other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's a point that happens at the end of this and it was it reminded me of the end of guardian the recent guardians of the galaxy movie as well where it's like this doesn't work. All the grounded stuff works way better, yeah, and it yeah. should be. And I, I even think, even think we'll get to that in spoilers. But I think even actually the realization of that also, they try to. They seem like they're yeah. trying to do something to make it not that. Because there's then, a because there's a cool spiritual side to this film. Yeah, that really works. Yeah, that works really really well. You just you know they, you, they, you, you, you just you take can, this you herb can, and go you, talk to your dad. Your dead dad. Yeah, like you can feel that this is a story that's rooted in some kind of tradition, and yep. that really really works. The only thing, and and again, this is not a criticism. I'm just saying that we, just we, saying. we've now reached that point where these movies have become the cinematic equivalent of just breezing through a comic book issue. Mm. And because of that, because you know there's going to be another one, because you know Avengers comes out in like three months, yeah. and then after that it's going to be another couple of months before fucking Ant-Man Ant- and, Wasp. and the Wasp comes out, it has now reached that stage mm. where, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Can't wait for the next issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it has now reached that point. Yeah. And, and I think it's unfortunate that this film comes at this stage where we are all kind of at that point where it's like, yes, it's a, yes, it's a good film. Yes, I had, a, I had a fun time watching it. Yeah, it's got a cool soundtrack, what have you. What have you? But <laughs> now it's all about, okay, what happens in the next issue? Yeah. I still liked it. No, I still liked it. <laughs> I still liked it too. This yeah, is yeah. not a bad review. I'm not, I'm not saying anything it, it, bad it about is, the it film. It is tricky to, to, to look at it on its own in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, and But the thing is, is that Marvel has worked so hard to get us all to this point. Yeah. And to people who don't read the comics, maybe this doesn't matter. But for people who, are, who started off as comic book fans and now we're at this point, to me, that's kind of how it feels. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the next stage in motion comics. Yeah. Motion comics, remember those? Yeah, yeah, motion comics. Remember the days of motion comics? <laughs> they were god awful. Yeah, yeah, they were really bad. But this, but now they've perfected the art of motion comics on the big screen. On the big screen, I and did... it's become the biggest budget cinematic TV series you've ever seen. What did you think about the idea that, like, I noticed that, like, T'Challa himself, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa, 
he's not fighting many interior demons. Like Cap has to deal with being a man at a time. Tony has so many different insecurities to work out. Mm. And like there's not that much he has to deal with the, the sins of other people, the sins of the past, the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I thought I thought it was very interesting uh, what he had to deal with in the sense that like okay, this is how the country has been ruled. Yep. Now it is time for a different way of ruling. And what makes this film interesting is the fact that the villain doesn't necessarily have a different idea. Yeah, let's talk about Michael B. Jordan's fucking Eric Killmonger because this is, I think he's just, again, so charismatic. And just, when he outlined, I mean, yeah, he's a bit of a dick. But what he's saying... Makes total sense. It makes total sense. I mean, those and, are the, be- those are the, those are the and, best and he's, villains. And he's a dick, but you totally understand why he's yeah. a dick. I mean... And that is, that is what makes a great villain. There's a beautiful phrase he says. It's like, I want to use, our we- I want to use Wakandan weapons... To help people that look like, I think he says like, that look like me, not people like me, people that look like me, and that's a yeah. huge comment to make in this day and age. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's a very, while it is the next issue kind of thing, it is also like, no, it's that, almost that, a risky no, no, kind no, of thing. No, no, that's why I'm saying it's unfortunate. Yeah. that this film is coming out now. If this film had come out, say, just after, after Blade, like you know, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of. Like, Wesley Snipes was trying to get a Black Panther movie off the ground for years. Yeah. And he would have been an amazing Black Panther. Yeah. He still would make yeah. an amazing... Yeah, like, I was hoping that he would have a cameo. Like, like maybe he'd be, like... Uh, Blades just hanging out in Wakanda? No, I was, <laughs> I, I was hoping that he would be, like, maybe... You know, like, maybe the former king would have, like, a story. And you'd go back and it'd be Wesley Snipes. Because, mm. because Wesley Snipes would have been an amazing Black Panther. Yeah. And I remember when it was reported, like not long after Blade, it was reported that Wesley Snipes was doing Black Panther. And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I will be there in a heartbeat. You know? Apparently, it's John Canny's son plays young T'Chaka. Okay. I think Uma pointed that out to me, uh-huh. which is a nice touch. I don't know. I mean, it has a lot to say because, like, with the Oakland stuff and everything. Yeah, no, I. I look, I, yeah. I can't say this enough. Yeah. I enjoyed the film, it's a good film. Ryan Coogler, like, knocked it out the park. Ryan Coogler's the guy who directed Fruitville Station. He directed Creed. He hasn't directed a bad movie, has he? He hasn't directed a bad movie yet. Yeah. Uh, Anna, Anna, like, uh, Anne DeVornay. Is that her name? Anna DeVornay, yeah. Anna DeVornay. Like, she, it was offered to her. She turned it down because they didn't want to make the same movie. So she went off and did A Wrinkle, a wrinkle of, time. of Time. A movie that, for some bizarre reason, the trailers just aren't doing nothing for me. Well, the, the <laughs> most recent trailer, trailer has that song... Because you are beautiful. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That that one's way better. That one's giving me all the feels. Although the the leafy green monster is weird looking. I don't know. For some bizarre reason, I can't look at that. I can't look at that trailer and not think to a certain extent. For and, and you like, get one, and you get one, and you get one. Oh, sorry, I was going for the Oprah thing. Yeah, I just, I just. <laughs> and we've got John Travolta. <laughs> Free cars for everyone who watches this movie. Um, no, I mean, it, it might be, like, Wrinkle in Time, it might turn out to be a good film, but the trailers are doing nothing for me. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I have no idea what it is, whether it's the color palette. It feels a li- it feels like Alice in Wonderland without the Tim Burton touch. Yeah. You know, it just feels a bit odd to me. Less but creepy. who knows? But who knows? Yeah. It might be a good film. Hopefully. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoy this film. Like I said, there's some Lion King moments in there where I was waiting for Rafiki to turn up. But my biggest complaint, and it's not even a complaint, it's just me just being a jaded asshole where I'm just like, it's just like reading a comic book. Yeah. But let's talk about the Dorm Elijah. All right. What's so, the Dorm Elijah? The, wait, wait, wait. Are we getting into spoilers? In a minute. Did, well, we just talk about the Dorm Elijah first. So, Danai Guerrera and the Dor- uh, is a General Okoye, who's the head of the Dorm Elijah, who are um, 
the Kingsguard, essentially, I think. Uh-huh. In, it's, it's weird reading the Christopher Priest comic, because in that, he's got two Dormelagi with him uh, when he's in America finding this these, these people who... Are these all the female badasses? Yes. They're fucking awesome. They're amazing, right? And when she... You know she's wearing, like, a wig? Yeah, yeah, She yeah. fucking hates it. Yeah, she hates it. Yeah. And it's weird in the Christopher Priest comic because, like, the it's all written from um, Everett Ross's perspective. Mm-hmm. And it opens with him on a toilet with no pants trying to find a rat. It's bizarre. It's super gonzo. You should check this out. Everett Ross, by the way, played by Martin Freeman. This is a huge complaint my wife had. Oh, yeah. Where she was like, why did they have to get Martin Freeman to play this character? Because she forgot about Civil War. Yeah, she forgot about Civil War. <laughs> but, no, but then again, if you think about it, if you think about the character of Everett Ross on the page... You look at that and think to yourself, well, there's no one else who can play this role no, other really. than Martin Freeman. Oh, a white guy? Hmm. Hmm. Although, to be fair, he does his standard, I'm confused, looking around the room and kind of harumphing. He's harumphing. That's what, he's, not, he's not audibly harumphing, but he is doing his... Bas- <laughs> basically, we need an American character with British attributes. Yeah. An awkward American. No, we couldn't find an awkward American. Let's get Martin Freeman. Yeah. But the door I got no complaints, by the way. Like, I love Martin Freeman. Yeah, I thought he was great in it. Um... Yeah, I think that's a good point. We'll just transition to spoilers. So, yo, spoilers from this point onwards. Um, if, right. you, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip to the end. If you haven't seen this movie yet, we haven't ruined anything, really. So now we're going on to spoilers. Boom. Spoilers. You have been warned in five, four, three, two, one. I waited my entire life for this. The world's going to start over. I'm going to burn it all. What happens now? Determines what happens to the rest of the world. Black Panther dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was for a moment I was when, when T'Challa turns to Killmonger and says, We can probably still heal you. Yeah. I was like hoping. Because that yeah, would just be yeah, 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 yeah. because again, for a movie that it's not about his internal struggles, it's about him struggling. There's a great line the king says, it's like it's hard for a good man to be king. Yeah. And what the king did was you can understand that as well yeah it's like, fucked he up. killed his fucking brother because he tried to murder uh, young Forrest Whitaker and don't I, fuck I, with Forrest I, Whitaker I, I wish that they had let Killmonger live because then you could have had that'd be a really interesting dynamic you could have had the whole Thor Loki thing yeah but, but in a in a completely different setting but way more hip hop yeah <laughs> you fucker I just want to say no I would, I would like you know have the tribal elders, elders and he's just standing there in his baggy pants and shit from the museum scene it's like yeah I let you heal me but shit I'm still not fucking happy with yeah. how, how I, shit I went down I still haven't forgotten about Dre yo <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awesome I, I would have thought that would have been a really interesting way to take the whole thing yeah because yeah. like I think this panther wants to be someone who engages his enemies and instead of distancing them yeah um so the moment for me, the Guardians of the Galaxy moment, there's a moment where they're both in their vibranium suits and they fall down a pit and they're falling through the air punching each other. Yeah. And it's like, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but also, that moment where they're just falling through the air and you see the caves of vibranium behind them. Because mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going on upstairs yeah. with the people fighting physically. There's also, like, it's like he's got a GoPro on his body, uh, on Chichala's body, when he gets hit by the rhino. Also, battle rhinos. Fuck me. But that whole sequence is like, oh, we just got the battle of the three armies in like 10 minutes. Oh, that great bit where the bat, where the rhino just stops and licks her in the face. Fucking genius. It's like, would you... And, that, and it's again, Daniel Kaluuya gets a great moment there because it's like, you know, would you would you kill me, my love? Or she's like, my, she says my love. They refer to you as my love all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, for Wakanda, yes. 
And it's like, and she's already shown that before. Again, it's just an amazing character could just be a side thing. But like, she even turns down Lupita Nyong'o's character, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, like, yeah. Um, we gotta we gotta go and overthrow this king. And she's like, no, I serve the throne. Whoever sits in it. Yeah. Like, that's an interesting character. Yeah. Also, fucking shield blankets. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, but that's when they're falling there they're falling and it's like they're punching each other and it's like it's CGI people fighting and they seem to set up like with the mon- the, the vibranium monorails like all oh, the the sound wavy thingies yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, stop yeah. vibranium so I thought cool those are going to come on and then they're going to fight man to man and then they, they keep ending up on either side of the train like know, three fucking times. Know, and know, I'm like, just fucking, like, that should have been a just, way bigger just, conflict. Just fucking fight already. Yeah, naked. Yeah. The two of them, balls naked. There with their go. necklaces on and just like go. punching each other in the dick. Yeah, just like using each other's dicks to just fuck Slap each other. Slap each other in the cock. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted the suits to be completely done and it, and it still turned into like, Oh, he's pushing him outside the shield. Why, why does that matter? There doesn't seem to be any difference between in the shield or outside the shield. It's only that one moment where he does the, the flippy trick. Yep. And catches it and goes and stabs him. Some of the action wasn't fantastic. Again, when it's everyone physically fighting upstairs, it's real cool. Yeah. But like when he's chasing, no, but when they're in Busan, they're chasing. Is, but this is the whole thing about all of the Marvel movies yeah. is that you can only keep it grounded for so long. They seem to be of the understanding that at the end you gotta have some cosmic shit. And I don't think you do. The, I don't think you do. Like, I, I, said, I, I, I were, don't think it's they necessary. Were, they were halfway there. Yeah. They just needed to completely nullify the suits and have a, a brawl like yeah. they did at the beginning. Yeah. Or earlier on. It was also it was really what I, what it I mean, was really lazy and lame. I thought we were gonna get to see T'Challa pick himself up out of the river or something like that. It was kind of a cheat. A cheat is like we found him. Like we found this guy. He just happened to be frozen. Like Mbaku is just like I'm gonna listen to all this shit, but I got your son next door. I'm just gonna yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. for like 15 minutes because fuck it. It's good to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was a bit of a cheat. Yeah. And the snow looked weird when they put it on top of him. You know, that there was some weirdness going yeah. on there. It looked like salt. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like salt. Yeah. All he needed was the guy from the last uh, the last Jedi to come in and go, hmm, hmm, salt, salt. <laughs> But some of the stuff in Busan as well, again, it's like, he's running along buildings and stuff like that, and it's like... Mm, and so you go to like, movies with your wife, and like, <laughs> it takes place in Busan, and she just turns to you like, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I was there too. But we didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't destroy a small car. <laughs> that scene, that, I, I, the second time around, I got a bigger laugh than I was expecting, because, you know, critics can be weird at the screenings. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. The, the public screening was like, there's that, first of all, this moment where uh, Okoye throws the spear through the car and it lands on the ground and fucking just impales the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Badass. Badass. She's in the air and she just impales the bonnet and lands yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass. And then uh, Nakia just like scrolls up in the, in the seat in the car. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good gag. That was a good gag. It was. Lupita, Nung- Lupita Nyong'o was like really she, good as no, well. She's, and it's a nice... She's, she's good in nice everything. Yeah. She's good in everything. No, I mean, I got, I cannot fault the cast. It's yeah. an amazing cast. You know, you got like Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett is just amazing in everything she does. And got, I was like, you got, were you, were you, you surprised? Plot twist. Were you surprised by the plot twist that she had awesome storm-like white dreads underneath all that headgear she was wearing? No. I didn't expect that. And I was like, why isn't she storm? She, why, why wasn't she storm? Yeah, she could have been. She could have been. She could have been. She should have been. Should have been. She should have been storm. 
Because she just rocks that look. Everyone, the, I mean, the, the costume Everyone designers. Everyone looks fucking amazing. The you costume designers. Forrest Whitaker. That guy with the plate in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And yeah I, like, love, and I loved him. And when he's I wearing like him. normal, when he's wearing his tribal gear or whatever, but then he's just rocking like a bright lime he's green like, he's suit. He's got like some kind of zoot suit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's, it's From awesome. the Edward James Olmos movie. You just keep, I just keep waiting for him to like break out into dance movies and shit. Yeah. You know, but... But fucking Forrest Whitaker has had the same sort of like I'm halfway through a stroke <laughs> kind of face that he's had for every fucking movie he's done since he won the Oscar. Poor Gullet. Poor Gullet. Lies. All lies. It was me. I killed your father. Oh, shit, I was trying to get through this whole thing without doing a fucking Wakandan accent. Crap. <laughs> kill me. And he's like, yo, I'm going to kill you both. Fuck yes. That was what was weird about it, is that you get all these Wakandan accents, and then Michael Michael B. Jordan turns up, and he's like... Hooding it up. Like, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. I'm just feeling it. And I'm like, something's a bit off here. It just doesn't sound right. We saw a bit of Claw on Ultron, and it wasn't he wasn't quite as manic as no. he's in this, but no. I just loved his fucking energy. And he's no, like, no, I, Andy Serkis is just like, he's just having fun. I just, I'm, I was again. I'm sad we don't get to see more of him, and I'm sad we don't get to see more of uh, Michael B. Jordan. It'd be great to see him and Loki team up in Infinity War. <laughs> hey, dude! <laughs> if it's anything like the comics, no one's truly dead. Yeah, and we yeah. should say yeah. We we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, was it Letitia Wright? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of warmth in that relationship. It's not sibling rivalry, but it's also like. But she did. I'm Q. But she did kind of annoy me. Really? A little bit. Like if there was uh, if there was one character Would she put her hand up at the, if there was at the one, ceremony? Can we just get this over with? If there was one character in this entire film that I would say kind of out, outstayed the welcome, it would be her. But she has got one of the best lines. No, no. I oh, mean, hello colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a genius thing about this movie. This is trying to imagine an African com- country that was not fucked yeah. by colonization. But what's great about it is like they're the only non-fucked place in their nation. Unfortunately. And they're just sort of like, oh no, no one else can know about our technology. Yeah. And I'm like, well, some people could benefit from it, seriously. And I think that's a nice thing. It's the end, right? Yeah, it's addressed. It is addressed at the end. And it's like those fuckers and those French fuckers are like, oh, what can what can farmers do for us? I was expecting him to like put on the costume at that point or do so or have the flying ship appear or something. I was thinking a bit more. And then you got Sterling K. Brown who's just like going in there on his off day from the This most, Is Us. The most, yeah, the most amazing <laughs> actor. Like he's just going to yeah. play a bit. Yeah. Great. His switch from like L.A. Hood Talk to Wakandan it was awesome. It was genius. It was awesome. I want to, I want an inner lip tattoo that glows. Yeah, me too. One, what was the first thing? The first thing was Thanos. Huh? Avengers. No, the first thing for... This movie. Oh, this movie. The first thing was uh, fucking. Um, it was uh, at the UN. Oh, that was the UN. So yeah, that, yeah. that that should be just the end of the movie. I think. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Right there. And then but the second, the second, thing, the was second thing was uh, Bucky. Bucky and the recuperation huts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's that gets him. They need to give him an arm. He has. I don't know. I didn't go back and look at the Avengers trailer. He has an arm, right? And it's this, uh, it's a metal arm as well, right? Yeah. Unless it's like Thor's eye. They're fucking with us. Spoilers for Thor. <laughs> or unless it's like the new trailer for Deadpool, where it's like, what in the actual ass? <laughs> yeah. We're not trying to CG a mustache. What weirded me? Yeah, that was a good joke. But what weirded joke. me out was when he was playing with the toys. Yeah, yeah. It's a Josh Brolin cable toy yeah, he yeah, has. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a generic cable toy. And, <laughs> and also, it's like Sheriff Deadpool. Punch you in the dick. And also, like, only Deadpool has the nuts to set you straight. And then, like, crotch shot. Did uh, you enjoy that Deadpool trailer? I did. Four people on the plane were. It was like Domino was one, Deadpool. And it didn't look like Brolin. It looked like some other black dude. Was it, was it Terry Crews? 
I don't know. Is he playing bishop? I, or I have something? no fucking idea. Yeah, it was like, I, I, it's really hard to freeze because it's, it's a very quick moment. Yeah. Surprise, Deadpool. He he, he breaks the fourth wall and jumps into other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, now that Marvel have have Disney bought Marvel, Fox? Did they buy that? Did they go through? Yep. So, so Deadpool, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Infinity War two. Yep. That's 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 the way it works. We got to have Howard the Duck as a roast duck. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, as a comic book fan, as a Marvel fan, the only way that this can be fresh for me now is that if we have an R-rated Netflix Howard the Duck series. <laughs> Gavin has a massive axe to grind with uh, Howard the Duck not being more popular. I do. I do. Because <laughs> I, cause I, I see the potential for that character. And also because I understand that we've gone as far as we can go with superhero films. Yeah. And we need to find another way of doing it, you know. So, I mean, like, Legion is one. Legion's but, fucking awesome. Yeah, but, I mean, we got to figure out... It's got that guy from the Flight of the Concords in it being... Jerome... Brett and... Yeah, yeah. Brett that, and... That. What's his name? That. Jerome. Mm-hmm. And really coming up with something that's truly special. More obscure than that, man. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, like, if, you know, you take something like Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man's obscure, but he's not obscure to anyone who's read the comics. Yeah. He's an Avenger. Yeah, you know. And I mean, but, I mean, this, but they went with the Scott Lang version. They didn't go with yeah, the Hank yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah. uh, rape and beating and stuff yeah, is not you know, good for movies. Exactly. So they need to find an avenue in which they don't have to worry about this shit. And so that since they partnered up with uh, Netflix, they need to do an R-rated Howard the Duck. Yeah, and you know the real or something or Spider Ham or some shit. No, do you know what it needs to be? What fucking Modoc? Modoc, man. Ten issue. 10 episode Netflix series of Modoc after he gets fired from AIM and he's got to refind out what his purpose in life is when you're a giant head and a tiny body. I'll go one better. A four episode, but each episode is feature length. Do the Silver Surfer properly. Yes. Well, now that they're back in house. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Give me the fucking purple suit fucking... <laughs> uh, what's his name? All I'm thinking of is Gigantor. That's not his name. Galactus. Galactus. Give me purple suit fucking things off his head, Galactus. Give me the guy with the horns. Yeah. That huge fucking intergalactic villain. Gavin always wants you the know? horn. Give him the horn. Give him give me the horn, man. Gavin's got the horn for or the Or give horns. me Mr. Sinister. Give me something. But Mr. Dude, Sinister's but, trash though. But you know, but it's good oh, trash. Speaking of trash, it's good trash. Uh, yeah, but he's so nineties. Like I know, I know. The only way he can be more nineties is they put some fucking Buckles and fucking patch like, pockets just, on just his outfit. Dave, just get Dave Grohl to do the fucking soundtrack. I don't give, I don't give <laughs> a shit. <laughs> Chewbacca! <laughs> He's what a Wookiee! <laughs> Heavy metal Sinestro. Just do something. Yeah. It's, but it, because we now, are, because but we now, are literally, it, it, it is literally the thing of like, Waffer Thin Mint like we have literally had the best meal possible no, and know. we're getting it, it all the time and it, it it really is now too much of a good thing hashtag first world problems there you go too many Marvel movies there you go cheers cheers you've been listening to the McGappin Fries movie podcast hashtag two drunk guys talking hashtag we make this look hard I'm Gavin. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at GavYap. If, I'm, you, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm, I'm at GavYap77. I'm at McNasty Prime on all your platforms and video game platforms too. And we also have an Instagram account now, at McGappin Fries. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah at McGappin Fries. Yeah, because all the other social networks seem to be trash these days. There you go. <laughs> you can also email us. 
at podcast at mcgeppenfries.com. And there's also a contact us form on the site if you want to tell us some shit that we missed out on when we're talking about the blackest of Panthers. Yeah, you want to tell us we're good? You want to tell us we suck? We don't care. Just give us a review. And with that, we will bid you adieu. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.